millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. took an early lead but for the 16th time this season we conceded twice and to make it worse it was the BFG who scored the winner. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening to you and welcome to Charlton Live, coming to you live here uh, from the Valley on your Sunday evening. My name is uh, Louis Mendez, joining me in the studio to look back at a desperately disappointing trip uh, up to Preston North End yesterday on my right-hand side in his immaculate yellow hoodie, Mr. Tom Wallin. Tom, good of you to turn up on time to something. Yeah, it makes a change, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, what time did you get to the game yesterday? Uh, shortly after we'd gone 1-0 up. Oh, so you missed a good bit? Yep. And then Terrible you... day. Yeah. Terrible day. Well, there you go. We got Luckily, home. I get to talk about it again now. Yay, yeah. Well, I'm someone Ooh. who shared that magical journey with you. Yeah. <laughs> Opposite me, Lewis Cat. Hey, Luke. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. It was lovely. Yeah. Well, I mean, how would you sum your day up out of 10? It was pretty poor, really, yeah. wasn't it? I'd, yeah. What number's that? Sorry. Oh, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> Solid one. Yeah. Poor out of 10. It's pretty, pretty, pretty poor out of 10. Out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Although, it's been a lot of time with, with Tom. We had a lovely day yesterday. Oh, so, yeah. even worse then, if anything. Seeing the, seeing the sights of crew. Yeah, well, excellent. And uh, on my left hand side, uh, who's enjoyed the entire weekend with me Friday night, all day Saturday, and the women's game today, Sunday, it's Benji Clank. How you doing, Ben? 
Good, thank you. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 or at least you got to see the goal yesterday. Yeah, you, we get more out of ten, don't we? Yeah, we were poor, poor, but not quite as bad out of ten. Yeah, we 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 enjoyed a goal. So yeah, there you go. Nice so goal. yeah, absolute lucky charm. Uh, so on tonight's show, we're going to look back at that uh, defeat up at Preston. Uh, we're going to hear the highlights of the game. Of course, we're going to hear Lee Bayer's uh, post-match interview. The full ten minutes of it is quite interesting because obviously it's not only um, the game that we'll talk about. We'll talk about signings. Uh, as well, which is a big part, I think, is going to be of, of tonight's show is going to be about that. Um, we're going to hear from Patrick Bauer as well briefly. I spoke to the the BFG, our Wembley hero, turned villain a little bit after scoring yesterday. He didn't celebrate. He chose not to celebrate against his former team. Uh, I thought I'd have a quick chat with him after the game. We'll hear a clip of that uh, tonight. Full quotes coming up in the paper on uh, on on Tuesday as well. Also, we are going to hear from Charlie Escort, uh, women's team player, scored in today's two one home defeat against Blackburn. Uh, difficult. <laughs> Difficult result for the ladies as well, so we'll hear from her and uh, and uh, look ahead to the, the, the game with Chelsea they've got next week. And uh, before we finish the show, we should, as a, as a group, look ahead to Wednesday's game with Fulham. Another big one, another tough one. Uh, they're a bit resurgent, haven't they? Won four of the last six Fulham, so it doesn't get any easier uh, from here on in for the Addicts. Still five points above the drop zone, Tom. Uh, are you clinging to that a little bit because we still won, what, one in 16? And uh, having taken the lead yesterday, I think after that, I thought we were defending okay until we conceded the the, the corner, and then I think the the most disappointing thing about yesterday is we didn't really look like we were going to get back into it. Yeah, that's the that's the concerning thing at the moment in terms of how worried I am. Still not. I'm still quite calm about it. And me and Lewis differ on that, and we had a long long chat about it on the way home. Um, I still think we'll be fine. I still think we've got enough to stay up. Um, but you're right. What what disappointed me most, obviously, it's not seeing the goal. Um, but then. That performance was just a bit flat and there were two poor goals to, to give away. The first one, obviously, a moment of magic from their side, but we could have closed him down better. Second goal, obviously, it's just mad. Of all the players in that side, we know what he can do to just leave him unmarked like that was ridiculous. And then, as you say, even when we were one all before we were 2-1 down, I just don't think we really created anything. What did we have? Two shots on target, I think, and one of them was the goal. It's just not good enough. And you look at the forwards that we had in the game yesterday enough it was weird to bring Andre Green off but those younger players you you don't want to blame them and and Boya says the same thing doesn't he after games and it's it's hard because they're doing everything they can we just like Nave said Thursday just need the rub of the green really something to happen for us or lady luck to turn up and it's just not happening at the moment unfortunately and that's why we're where we are but uh, in terms of generally rest of the season I don't I do still think we'll be fine um but yeah, it was just a very flat performance yesterday. Mm. Right, well, we're going to have a listen to the highlights in a few seconds' time. Don't forget, you can have your say on this evening's show. Plenty of uh, correspondence has already come in uh, that will come to you later on in the show. But you can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum to have your say on this evening's show. We want to know what you made of yesterday's game. Uh, are you still confident that we'll stay up? We've still got that five-point gap uh, above the drop zone. I also want to know, going into the transfer window, and I did ask Bo about, about is, is there any potential for incomings or will he be able to get players in before Wednesday and, and, he, and he does stress the importance of that uh, I want to know if you guys are still confident that we're going to get the bodies in that we need um, obviously Steve Gallon's going to be working very hard behind the scenes um, so are you confident that Steve will be able to pull off uh, another few miracles like he has done uh, over the course of the last few seasons right let's have a listen to the highlights then on Valley Pass your commentators were Greg Stubbley and Terry Smith 
And then releases Naby Sarr across to the left of centre. That's a lovely football. ball out really to Doherty on the left side. He's got space to run into. Taking on Fisher now. Corner of the penalty area. Goes inside the penalty area. He's got space for the cross. And yes! it's Green who touches it in for the Charlton opener. What a superb move from Charlton. Lovely football from right to left. And Charlton opening the scoring in the first five minutes. Well, it just had to be Andre Green, didn't it? I mean, in fairness, he had the simple job because the football was outstanding from Charlton from start to finish at the back. Brilliant play. Lock here to Oshelaga, across the Saar, across the Doughty, into Williams. Williams driving the ball forward, back out to Doughty. He could just take on Fisher. A brilliant assist from the young man. Ball across goal, and Green just had to convert. And the Preston, the former Preston Loney from this season, gets his first Charlton goal at deep now. Into the edge of the box, and Davison, he goes back to Dempsey. Looks for a crossing opportunity. Trying to pick out Doherty Lovely on the far ball. side. Oh, it does so, and it's just hit Fisher on the attempted ball, but Doherty will pick it up again. Takes the shot. Oh, and it's come off somebody's backside and in quite so I think it was Harrop looped up in the air and Declan must get the ball in the box Oshelaja with a header away but it's dropped to Johnson on the corner of the penalty area takes his shot over too the bar space. too much space soon as Johnson picks that up needs someone close him down John defended inside the box well but as soon as Johnson picked it up there they were very slow to react and Johnny Jackson just barking instructions that he's, he's down the line finds Harrop Harrop has Fisher on the overlap, who he uses. Fisher, crossing the opportunity, reverse ball, finds Harrop again. Edge of the pound here. Goes for goal. Oh, what a strike. That is. Impressive of the equaliser. Can't say it's too deserved, but that is a strike of the highest quality from Josh Harrop. Well, when you, we had a warning a little while ago when you give him that much space. And we gave him that much space. A little bit, practically sold himself trying to cover the uh, the ball out and left Harrop on his own. He drifted inside and just picked his spot. To Davis. Davis on a run. Reverse ball finds Sinclair. Sinclair taking a lock here past him. Sinclair on the edge of the penalty here. Shoots straight at Phillips and Phillips gets oh, to the second recovery. ball. It's an offside recovery. flag anyway, so it wouldn't have counted had Harrop got the end. And there is the half time whistle. Preston. Send bodies forward, Charlton with everyone inside their box except Williams. Harrop chips it into penalty. It's a free header, it's a goal! And it just had to be, didn't it? It's Patrick Bauer, who doesn't celebrate. But a free header, a chip ball into the penalty area. And Charlton will have to come from behind a deep delt if they're going to get something out of this game. It just had to be the Wembley hero, Patrick Bauer. I want to call him something else now other than a beauty, obviously. But uh, free header. I mean, he just uh, he just launched himself at a ball. Nobody in his way. Nobody jumped with him. <clears throat> Probably the simplest goal he's uh, ever likely to score, actually. To Morgan gets it back, Alfie Doughty, on this left-hand side, on by the touchline. Into Morgan again. Morgan into the box. That's uh, Dempsey there. It runs to Davison. Oh, he can't connect with this sw swinging foot, but he's still on it, Davison. Tees up Doughty. Sends it low and into the box. Cleared away by Bauer for a Charlton. Is that a throw or a corner? It's a throw. That's a chance. See the angle. It's a throw. A referee signal for, but that's a chance. It just wouldn't sit for Dempsey. Yeah, it wouldn't sit for Dempsey, but it did for Davison. But it was on his weaker left foot. And he just swung a leg at it. Probably need a little bit more composure. That'll be Morgan. Swings it in. Far side. Prattley's there. Gets ahead. Oh, two. Chance. Too, too high difficult. up in the air. It was a little difficult. There was a man in front of him. Yeah. Putting him off. And he couldn't uh, get enough purchase on the header to keep it under. Allowing Preston to take the time. Now he blows the whistle. And it's all over here at Deepdale.
So there we go. Uh, another defeat, unfortunately. Uh, another goal from a, a corner or a set-piece corner, in this case, for, for Patrick Bauer-Lewis, where, I mean, you're looking at that defending. I thought, first half, we, we were sort of leaving them, you know, restricting them to long shots, um, which is where their first goal came from. But you're thinking, OK, we've actually defended quite well in that first half. They haven't had too many clear-cut opportunities. And yeah. then, you, then you give away a set piece and they score from it at the start of the second half. And again, you, you're a, you've got it all to do after that. Yeah, it was uh, it was incredibly disappointing because, you know, we've, we've already seen a bit of a, you know, a bit of slack defending for that opening goal, albeit a fantastic finish, but we, the defending was off. And then again, you have it with somebody that we, we all know so well, you know, Patrick Bauer, we're well aware of what he's capable of in a box, his physical presence. And to leave him with that much space, it, it was just sort of, it was just sort of the script written, wasn't it? You can't you can't give somebody that, that's got that much of an aerial threat that much space. And then after that, I think we just we just looked a little bit depleted and and, and, and deflated, and we just, we just are really struggling to to get back into games at the moment. We seem to have a really good spell in like the last ten minutes or so, and you think that something's possible, but you just haven't quite got that quality in the final third at the moment to to go and nick a goal, you know it's been said so many times we're, we're conceding sort of two goals at a time it seems in every game at the moment and that's given us a real uphill struggle if we're going to get any wins to, we got to, we got to score more than that you mm. know and we haven't quite got that quality to do that at the moment so yeah. I'm, I'm quite concerned you know Tom mentioned earlier about the sort of the staying up and that I do think we've got the quality to stay up I'm just a little bit concerned that we've got so many players out and we're relying so heavily on these players coming back, but it's going to take a while for them to get up to speed. And I think we're running out of time to get them up to speed now. Yeah, Ben, six, 16 games then this season that we've conceded twice in. I mean, that shows, you know, I've said we, we haven't got the worst defence in the Championship by any stretch because there are eight or nine teams that conceded more goals than us when I checked the other day. But, I mean, it is happening too often. And when you are trying to dig in and, and stay in a game like we were at Preston yesterday to concede from, from a set piece where, I mean... Looking back at it, I mean, the, the corner has gone just over the head of Prattley. Oshelar just sort of trying to challenge with uh, Bauer, who's, who's gone on to score. But for me, I think it's the runner, who, who hasn't been able to track him properly, appears to be Naby Sar on the far side. Uh, he's sort of got stuck the wrong side almost of a ruck of players. And then Bauer's able to, to go into that middle of the, of the six-yard box almost and, and head it in. And, and Sar finds himself stuck two or three people away from him because he's ended up on the wrong side. And it's just simple, simple things like that when we're not tracking runners we're not winning headers in, in the penalty area that's costing Bowen and you, you're hearing his interview he must be so frustrated with that because like I say with our depleted squad they've done their best to go toe to toe and stick in a game for, for that long and then they've just thrown it away at the start of the second half yeah we were talking about it after that we come away from the game and Preston to be fair to them weren't really that good and yeah Bowen must be fuming two simple goals we've given away alright yeah, the first one was a screamer, but no one closed him down. Second one, Bauer, he's barely jumped. And we kind of all leant back. And it was a free header. Didn't even edit into the corner of the goal. He's headed it straight down the middle. So, yeah, two frustrating goals uh, that we've given away. I know they, they had the better chances as well. But, yeah, it's that period as well. After the second half now, we keep conceding in that period where if you keep it tight for a little while bring on fresh legs of Otsumo like we did, then then we might be the ones going for the goal. But again, we concede heads down and uh, we're relying on on bringing these players on to change the game when it's we're already got a defeat. So. It, you know, it's, it's a weird stat, isn't it? The amount of goals that we're conceding in that period just after half-time at the moment. Um, 
you know I, I, sometimes you could probably read too much in, into the stats but it is something you, you try and work out why it's why it seems to be repeated I mean Bayou is asked the question in, in, in the press conference but it's hugely frustrating I, d- I don't know if it's a lack of concentration but why why is it specifically at that time are they not are they not are they taking a while to get back get their heads back into the game which it doesn't really make any sense does it it's very strange I remember us mentioning it maybe as early as November October maybe late October this season so it's been happening since then and, and consistently. Um, I can't think of many games off the top of my head recently where we haven't conceded in that sort of first five or, or ten minutes of the second half. And I don't know whether it's a concentration thing or whether it's a physical thing, whether they're just not up to speed. But it's very strange because for Boya, obviously he was here last season and Jacko was here last season. So I don't think it's a managerial thing because the way that they handle them at half time and their team talk and all of that you'd imagine isn't hugely dissimilar. A lot of the players are the same as well. Um, so it's very weird. I don't know. Maybe it's more the fact that the the additional quality of the opposition and the fact that they just start a little bit quicker. Um, but it's something that you would think after it happens three or four times even, you, you'd try something new to try and sort that out. Um, and obviously, it's, I don't know off the top of my head exactly how many times it has happened now, but I suspect it's a, a lot more than that. And yet it still seems to happen. And then maybe it starts to become a a thing. So even then, if you do try something else, you come out and as soon as that whistle goes, the opposition know we're, danger- uh, they're, we're susceptible for those first five minutes. We know that they're going to come at us and it sort of becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you're just kind of almost waiting for it to happen because that's how it seems at the moment. But as uh, one of the guys said then, it's just such a cheap way to, to throw away even being one all at the time to just throw throw it away and, and fall behind because with the strikers we've got at the moment it's very difficult for us to get back in games and when we you're one nil up in a game you want to go on and try and get that second and as Boya said himself if you're going to concede two goals every game you're going to have to score three to win a game and we at the moment just haven't got the f- strike power to do that mm, and it had to be Pat didn't it Lewis we, <laughs> and we were all sort of laughing about it uh before and when Andre Green scored everyone said oh I bet it's going to be Pat now to, to get one back and it is him you know after after sharing that most magical moment uh with him uh, <laughs> just a few months ago it seems um and then I mean, it's nice of him not 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 to celebrate of course and and we're, like I say we'll hear from him later on in the show he speaks very fondly of the club still but it's, it is just one of those bizarre things that seems to happen a lot in football yeah it was um it, like you say it was, it was sort of written in the stars wasn't it but it was it was nice from Pat to not have that sort of celebration in the face, wasn't it? He, he took it with quite a bit of class and and if he really he, loved us, he would have headed it over. But, he would, or, uh, or done it at the other end. Yeah, but victim of our own downfall because, as I say, we, we're so we know what he's capable of, and we left him with all that space. Mm. He's headed it straight down the throat, Dylan Phillips, and he's, and he's ended up in the goal. But mm. Dylan hasn't really got the time to react. You're expecting your defenders to defend that situation, and, and we just didn't yesterday. Yeah. Um, I was I can't really ask you two about our goal that we did score because there was something positive because you didn't see it because you <laughs> stuck with the train delays but Ben you were there um, our, probably our one real moment of quality unfortunately during the game Alfie Doughty again involved as we've seen so much uh, recently down the left hand side uh, brilliant assist drills it in and then Andre Green really has the easiest of tasks just to tap it in at that near post but it was uh, a nice for him to, to score against a team where he had very very few options uh, on loan at the start of the season yeah, I guess it's the same as Bauer scoring against us. I know, obviously, Bauer had a lot more games for us, but Green struggled to get in the Preston team and then scores for us. So, again, that's how football 
what happens in football. But yeah, what a run from Alfie Doughty. Uh, he's become such a revelation for us in this injury crisis. So if there's some positives we can take out of that, it's him. Um, I think he might have got caught out a bit at the back yesterday. But um, going forward, brilliant. Uh, second half, he was our main player again, I think. Got the beating of his man every time. But every time we just tried to cut that ball back, it just wasn't someone there or we played it a bit poor. But yeah, what a, what a player he's uh, turning into be for us. And um, i just like to see him in a more advanced role, really, because he's uh, very similar to, I'd say, Leco, but seems to have a bit more uh, final finish to his balls. And uh, yeah, I yeah. thought, yeah, great guy. It's interesting probably that he's arguably the only youngster who's playing at the moment who's actually keeping out a, a more senior player in, in, in Ben Purrington, you know, in terms of a fully fit player, at least, you know, they'll, they'll be striking like, you know, Davison keeping out Hemmerd at the moment, whilst, whilst Hemmerd's still coming back to full fitness. But it's interesting that Alfie is probably the only one who's, I reckon even after the injury crisis dies down, has probably bought himself a, a place in and around the, the first team, certainly. Now, I mean, we had, like we said at the top of the show, the, the main dis- one of the main disappointments yesterday, apart from the, the sloppy goals conceded, is that we didn't look like getting back into it, really. I'm forced to fight a few corners. There were some positive aspects to our play in that second half. But in terms of clear-cut chances, I can only think really of the one that fell to to Josh Davison and, and he sort of had a an air shot on it. There was a little move that, that ended up with a corner. I think it was a short corner being played back to... Green on the edge of the box that was charged down as well, but you know, missing key players in, in in that in that area still. And for all the the joy of having the likes of Aussie and and Williams back and Hemed coming back and feeling like at least we're making some progress and getting towards where we need to be. I mean, as Bayer rightly points out in his in his interview, we still end the the match with the likes of Morgan, Doughty, Dempsey. Davison on a pitch. I mean, we're, 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 our hands are, our hands are still tied. A, a, a great tweet that's come in actually from Albert Rossi saying it's hard to stay positive, but we do need some players in because the other teams don't care how many injuries we have. I mean, the, the championship is brutal, and no one's going to lay off us because we've got a few kids playing, unfortunately. Uh, and we saw that yesterday again. Yeah, we're getting to that stage of the season now where majority of clubs have got something to play for, particularly with the championship. You know, and usually anyone from about twelve upwards can make the playoffs for the next five or so weeks so everyone from that way up is looking to to try and make that push forwards and everyone from what about 15th 16th down is still looking a little bit over their shoulders so there's very few teams that you would say are going out with nothing to play for so he's right everyone's going to come and everyone you know it's an easy team talk for the manager to to put that team sheet up and and say look how many of these players do you know well none of them and and how old are they well they're all about about 12 um it's going to immediately put us on the back foot because other teams with experienced players are just going to go and and go thanks very much I'm gonna you know make your life hell for the next hour and a half and it's credit to those players that I don't think any of them have crumbled at all Uh, you mentioned Alfie Doughty there in particular but even those others that have had to come in Dempsey's and Davison and, and players like that you know I think they've all shown something and they've all been a credit to themselves um but we're in danger once again of running these players into the ground. And you're right, I thought Ozzy looked good yesterday when he came on. But Williams, we were just saying before we came on air, Williams looked knackered after about 40 minutes. Um, Hemed hasn't really had enough chance to get back up to speed yet. Although I would argue in the last couple of games, he's shown a little bit more than he had done previously prior to his injury. But it's not enough. You know, we need Cullen back. We need Williams back fully fit. We need Lyle and or Macaulay Bon up front. We need... Green one side, we need Darity the other. We need all of these players at one time. We can't just be rotating in one or two first-team players and still having to play all these kids because they're going to break down. Ultimately, at some point, it's going to happen. 
and they probably haven't got the quality to keep us in this division which is no discredit to them at all because they shouldn't have that responsibility on their shoulders so that would be the only thing that I still remain concerned about I guess my positivity is that I'm convinced we are going to get bodies through the line I know we've only got about 10 days left of this window now but bodies have got to come in this week I'd be surprised if we get someone in ready to start ahead of Fulham but certainly after that we've got nine days off it's all about getting behind the scenes Boya, Gallon, just 24 hours a day on that phone and getting some bodies bodies in as quickly as yeah. possible well, I know you said that Steve Gallon was on your, your train home yesterday and his phone seems to be glued to his ears yeah. hopefully wheeling and dealing out there getting some bodies in and well, again we'll discuss that a bit more after we've heard from Lee Boya because he does talk about the, the need for signings and in fact he wants them in before for them you know, from, from, I asked him yesterday he said we need them uh, I mean if you're looking at who's running the line yourself, obviously Josh Davidson played so well over the last few weeks, but I, I don't know, sort of fluffed, fluffed a bit of a chance there, and it, you just wonder if it's, you know, th- this is what happens when you have a young player who has to play every week. He's not going to have a great game every week, and all of a sudden, it's how it's going to affect his confidence and and all, you know, his fitness. How tired he's going to be after, you know, really intense spell of of Championship football. Yeah, exactly, and you know he's he's done no discredit to himself over the last few games, as as Tom said there. I th- I've been really impressed with him. I, I was really impressed with him at uh, when we played West Brom at home uh, last weekend. I thought he played really well. Hold up play is good. It's, it's as as you say, it's that experience and big moments in games. He had a, he did have a chance yesterday to probably get us back into it, and the pressures on him. And he is only young. We've got to remember he was he was playing his trade at. The Enfield Town at the start of this season, but that just shows the position we're, that we're in. We're, we're relying on these players to to keep us in the second tier of English football, and it's it's not going to be enough. And we've obviously got bodies coming back and an opportunity to bring people in, but I just feel like the business has got, has got to get done as soon as possible because we've got to get them gelling and everything before February because February is a huge month for us in terms of fixtures. Some of the games that we've got in February are absolutely massive and will probably determine whether we are going to get out of this relegation fight or we're going to be scrapping all the way to the end. Mm, yeah. Um, Hamed was one of the players who came off the bench yesterday. Um, started, he hasn't had really a run of games at all yet. I uh, thought he looked quite sharp when he came on against West Brom last week. What did you make of, of, of Hamed yesterday? It was in a lovely little flick, wasn't he, to set up Davison at one point? Yeah, I agree with Lewis, I, I think, or Tom, who said it. But yeah, he looked a lot better than what we've seen of him at the start of the season. Hopefully we've kind of gave him a few more weeks to get properly fit uh, this time rather than before I think maybe rushed him back um, but yeah he's got to now step up and improve his worth I think I'd give Davison a rest on Wednesday and, and start up front with Hemed because I think as you said earlier he's come from the boys come from Enfield Town and then he's starting three games on the trot for us and getting bad by these defenders and he has given a good account of himself so far but um, yeah, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see Hemed given a go from the off on on Wednesday and see what he can do. Mm, yeah, quick turnaround for uh, Wednesday. Of course, uh, Jake Forster, Kasky, and Josh Cullen were supposed to be involved yesterday, uh, and both of them suffered minor setbacks, which we're about to hear uh, from Lee Bay. Right, we're going to hear from the Addicts boss now. Don't forget, you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on this evening's show. Let us know uh, what you made of yesterday's performance, uh, what your hopes and dreams are for the uh, the rest of the January uh, transfer window. Uh, all that sort of stuff. Make sure you get involved with the show. Let's have a listen to what Lee Bayer uh, said after yesterday's game. Then uh, I caught up uh, with the Addicts boss and asked him to sum up the afternoon that his side had. Pros and cons. Um, I thought we started the game really well. 
everything was working that that we'd worked on in the week. Um, they had more possession than us, but let's not forget that they're, they're a very good side. So we respected them, but at the same time, when we won the ball back, then we just needed to take care, take care of the ball. First two or three passes, first half we didn't really do that. Um, scored a good goal, thought it was excellent. Again, something that we'd worked on during the week. So they scored a good goal. You can't. I said to the players there, there's, there's some things, and I've said to them in the past, if someone gets the ball 25 yards out and puts it in the top corner, sometimes you just have to hold your hands up and say, great goal, because that's what happens in football. For the first one, they get that great finish. But then to lose the game on a set piece hurts. That hurts me because that comes down to someone not doing their job properly. Um, just mark your man. And, and that's happened too many times twice this season. Again, we can see two goals. Right, the first one is, is a great strike, but the second one, to, to come here and, and, and fight and, and give everything like we did, can't fault their, their effort and their commitment again. But that, that quality in the final third lacked today. I think that was noticeable. We got into so many good areas, especially when we changed formation second half. Um, we, we got the ball into so many good areas out wide and then kicking the ball behind the goal and like, what? It's, it's not good enough, you know. Um, if, if you want to compete in this division, you have to bring more, more quality in the final third. It's another goal by a single defeat as well. I think all bar two of your defeats this season have just been by that single one. So it must be the frustration that it, you just can't seem to cut out those moments where perhaps the defender falls asleep or something like that. Yeah, but that's how many times has it happened? How many times have we conceded two goals this season? How many? I couldn't more than we haven't. I can tell you that, and, and I ain't even thought about it. That's just off the top of my head. And if you keep conceding two goals, you ain't going to win games. It's as simple as that. And no matter we, we score near enough every game, but you keep conceding two, you're going to lose more games than you'll win. And, and this, that's what winds me up and, and drives me mad because we probably deserve something from this game. But we end up coming away for enough, with nothing because someone falls asleep and, and, and we get hurt. You certainly had some spells in the second half where you're forcing corners and that. But like, so just the quality in the final third, you're starting to see some of the, the likes of Johnny Williams coming back now, and Tomo was able to come on and get a run out. You, you feel like you're getting closer to having those that senior squad back that perhaps you need. Yeah, you say we're we getting closer, but we still finished the game with Alfie Dufferty, Albie Morgan, Dempsey, and Josh up top. Four kids, it's all finishing the game like that. So not really. I don't feel like okay. We, Bit stronger, but but no, we we need help. Like we we need help. We got too many kids out there. Sorry, but uh, it's no disrespect to them. They're trying their hardest, but but they're not ready for this. And when I keep saying it, and it's like no one believes me. You, you're just witnessing it every week. So they're not ready to to be playing this in this division. That's that's the reality and that's the fact. So I'm not just saying just them, but. They, they, uh, the, the senior lads, they're all trying, but I don't think it's fair on the kids to be playing, but we have, we have no other choice. It's one of those horrible ironies in football, isn't it, that the reason we're in the championship now is Patrick Barron, he's the man who goes on to score today. Yeah, um, we, we know that's his strength. He, he's done it for us how many times? 
as he ever free header from six, seven yards out. That, does, that should never, ever happen, whether it's Patrick Barrow or anyone. Very rarely does it happen to us, does it? So, but Patrick, to be fair to him, he, he lost whoever was marking him and, and scored the goal. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, you need help. Uh, obviously, Matt, Matt was here today, the chairman. You'd be working hard with him, I guess, over the, the next few days to try and get bodies in. Do you think... I mean, it's probably quite hard to put a time limit on, on it, but do you think you might be able to get someone in before Fulham, for example, to bolster the squad before then? We need to. We need to bring bodies in. That's, that's obvious. Um, I know it. Steve Gallen knows it, and, and the chairman knows it. Like, but the sooner the better for me. The sooner we start bringing bodies in, the better, because we, we need help, not just myself, the, the, the players. They need help, and, and they know it, you know? So... Uh, Everyone can see what's happening. A bit of help and a few more players coming back, then then, then we give ourselves a, a better chance. Also, it, was, it was reported by the chairman of a different club that you had a bid accepted for for Madison. But, I mean, does that show that at least you've got money out there to, to go and build on this squad? I can't talk about a, a different team's player. That's just disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. So... Uh, like I said, we've we've given targets that that type the players that we want to bring in, and the sooner the sooner we start bringing players in, the, the, the better, you know. Um, I'm not going to talk about Madison because it's it's wrong. That's one more from me. Um, there's a couple of players missing today who have featured recently, like Jake Jake Forster, Kasky, and obviously Cullen sort of on the way back. What's coming? Just ask what's going on with Jake. Yeah, you won't believe how lucky at the moment. So Jake um, Jake was meant to start today. Uh, but on Thursday, he just jarred his knee and something with his knee. So it was really stiff yesterday, so he can't take the risk. He's been out for so long with his knee. So, uh, um, yeah, so we, we couldn't take the risk. He, he, he had to stay behind. And Josh Cullen was meant to be on the bench. And on Thursday, again, like he, I think he went to block a shot and it just caught him on, the, on his toe and just opened up his ankle a little bit. You know, like just things that... Instead, today you could have been starting with Jake and it could have been Josh coming on like replacement for him, but things just ain't going away at the minute. But that's, that's part of football, we have to get on with it. I mean, is this like a, a bad setback for, for Josh or is it likely a few, a few days extra? Or No, again, I, I'm, I'm hoping that he will be in and around it for, for Fulham. That's, we didn't want to try and risk him now because he, he has come back a week early. So we didn't want to try and risk him now for this game and maybe have a big setback for another three, four weeks. So, um, yeah, most important thing is is that his ankle just settles down. There's nothing wrong. It just um, just needs to settle down. Do we know how long Jake might be out for? I don't know, no. no. Um, <clears throat> just going back to the players and the injuries that you've had, it's not just about getting the players back, but also getting back to fitness, uh, being able to be match fit, even play is another one entirely. Are there still players that, you know, like Williams and Green who need to get back up to speed first? Yeah. Um, do I want to be taking off Johnny Williams and Green after 60, 70 minutes? Of course I don't. <laughs> but if I don't, then Johnny Williams will get injured. Uh, and Andre Green if, if I want him to play on Wednesday I have to take him off today because there's a chance that he will get injured so we, again this is a, this is something that, that we have to juggle at the moment and yeah it's great that players are coming back but it, it takes time to build them up minutes wise as well so uh, 
And going back to the goal that Bauer scored, it's it's another one early after the second half and it's becoming a bit of a recurrent theme. What do you put that down to? Sloppiness. Sloppiness. Take charge of, of, of what you're doing out there. Like I said, we, we set them out and they all know their jobs. and But we can't literally walk onto the pitch and move them into an area and say, make sure we can't do that. They're, they're, they're grown men and, and they have to take responsibility and to lose on a set piece that, that hurts a lot because we work hard on that you know we score goals from set pieces from working hard practically had a chance at the end there you know like but that's why it hurts equally when, when we concede from it because because we do work so hard on these, these uh, set pieces I know you said before that uh, this team wasn't really in danger of going down but at some point, you know, the teams below you are going to start catching up and the games that you do lose by one or two goals will start to hurt. Do you, does, has that mentality changed a little bit or are you still insisting that you're no, fine? No, no I'd, I'm a realist. If you keep conceding two goals, you're going to not win many games. And if you don't win many games, that means you lose. If you lose all the time, you get relegated. I, I, know, I know what's happening. Uh, but we have to... We have to just keep working hard. That's all we can do. Um, with with the, the players that we have at the moment, that, and then once players start coming back, then then things might change a little. But no one's given any right to, to win any football match. You have to earn it and, and do the right things in both boxes. And the sooner we we do that, the better. Last question. If that's all right, guys. Yeah. Is there a danger that Lyle Taylor will be sold to raise money for players coming in? I hope not. I hope not. Are you fending off offers at the moment? Or? Yeah, someone come in with a silly offer um, Friday, but that was like player for player. There was no money involved. It was a ridiculous offer. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, it's again, this is something that's, that's out of my hands. I'm I'm not the money person. I'm not controlling that side of things all I can control is that we keep working hard and and try and win games there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cullen trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across, Bowers there, pierces there, Bowers with a header, and it's John! Yes! 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 Oh, he's got Oh, Patrick Barr! You absolute German beauty! Woo! Dream lads! John have scored! With seconds remaining! We've done it, too! 
gets it! Come on! What a time to be here! Here at Wembley! Oh my word! Oh my word! I might have to stop playing that now that he scored against <laughs> us. Uh, I uh, can't, can't believe he did that. He's disgraceful. Uh, no, he's all right. We'll hear from Patrick actually later on uh, in the show. That was Lee Bowyer talking about yesterday's defeat at Preston and, of course, the, the transfer window, which we do need to really concentrate on. I mean, I asked Bo if he thought there was a chance that we can get anyone in before Fulham coming up on Wednesday, Tom. And, I mean, he says we need to, and we do. I mean, you can't afford to write off any game in the championship. And... I still, I'm not. I'm still not entirely sure why we decided to play this game so soon. Actually, <laughs> you know, we, we we could have rearranged that for a different time, I imagine. But the, the decision was made that we wanted to play it as soon as possible. Um, so ideally, if we can get someone who can come in, whoever it is, just to, just to help the chaps out, even if he goes onto the bench. I mean, the, the sooner the better. Yeah, it doesn't sound hugely positive from the way he's talking, but um, obviously we have got three days to do it. Uh, and you're right. I think. We, you look at the game we played against Fulham away from home earlier in the season. Now, I know our side was very different, but we do like a team that comes out and plays against us. I don't think they're going to come here and sit back and park the bus. So, we, obviously, as you just said, you can't let any game slide. You know, every game counts and every point matters in this division. But I don't think there's anything more to fear from Fulham than there is any of the other sides. I didn't think Preston were all that yesterday, yesterday and they beat us. So, just because Fulham on paper are a better side doesn't mean they're going to be any different against us. As I say, I think we perform better against that sort of side. So we need bodies in. That's that's the truth of it. Um, there's not really much rotation we can do ahead of that and, and the players are all knackered. So that's the concern. He, obviously, he was down yesterday. We were all just saying, weren't we, off air, just how sorry we feel for him, really, because yet again, his hands are tied. There's nowhere really he can go with it. He can do all the work he wants on the training pitch, but... He can't train them that much, really, because he doesn't want them to to break down as they seem to seem to every time they go out there. So he's in a very very difficult position. Obviously, his contract's up in the air. We've got players coming through the door. So a time that really should be such a positive one with his takeover at the moment just seems a bit in limbo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just yeah, it's difficult. It should be such a time of celebration, as I say. And at the moment, we're just concerned because our run at the moment is so poor. The rest of this month is very big, isn't it, for Matt Southall and for ESI for the new lot. You see, I mean, you certainly see on social media now you've got fans, you know, wavering, if that's the right word. There's there's a lot of fans out there saying, come on, let's keep up the positivity. I'm sure that these things can sort themselves out and, and give give ESI time. And sure, I imagine most people will be happy to, to give to give the new owners time. But obviously in, in three weeks' time, if they've not sorted this out, then that, that, that will become a big problem. But so, I mean, this is going to be big for, for Matt and for... For, for those behind him because they'll they'll have to go out and prove themselves and no matter how difficult it is in January you, you've got to go out and have a very strong rest of this month to make sure that we don't that, that we don't get sucked into something that could be a bit unnecessary if, if we have a half decent January yes massive for us it's absolutely massive and and as you say there ESI are going to be judged pretty pretty harshly on this month I think they're going to need to to bring players in it's, it's something that we that we know we need as a club it's been we we got Andre Green in obviously early doors and and since then there's sort of been rumours of people coming in and, and then nothing's really materialised. There's rumours on social media about the clubs sort of being a little bit a little bit silly with their transfer fees because they've heard of our new ownership and they think that they get a couple of extra quid out of us or whatever and it, it is difficult and I think 
supporters are naturally going to feel a little bit concerned because what we've been through over the last you know five or six years with Roland somebody coming in the excitement was there straight away but when you're not seeing immediate results and I, and I know these things are never going to happen overnight but when it was as bad as it was under Roland you kind of expect to see something and you know we're, there are probably things in the background going on now that are, that are positive and we don't see that on the football pitch but we're going to be judged massively on what we do now because we've got to strengthen this squad and they've got to invest early and it's probably something they don't want to do straight away because people are going to take the mick and in the summer it's going to be a huge restructure I imagine like the job on hand in the summer is massive but the most important thing now and I think ESI do realise it but it's going to be highlighted is that staying in the division is is it is massively important. We have to mm. stay in the championship. Otherwise, all the hard work is completely undone mm. and we're back to square one again. And we've got such an opportunity if we stay in this division and, and can invest properly and, and build properly next summer to push this club to the next step that it's very important now that we make those short-term investments to ensure that we keep our championship status. Well, Mark is saying that January transfer window is like booking a holiday for a £1,000 only to find out you could have got it for £700 two days later. My point is, once you're on holiday, you don't care about the money. You're just glad to be on your holiday. Spend that little bit more and make sure uh, that we stay up. I mean, in, in Bayer's interview there, he, he said you know he knows how important this this window is he, uh, Steve Gallen knows how important this window is and he also says that Matt, Matt Southall knows how important this window is he says uh, Bayer said he's got a list of targets he's named a list of targets and we need to go out and start getting them in so I mean you, you can tell Bayer wants this to start moving along quickly and obviously we've got the similar situation with his, with his contract that has yet to be finalised yet which again you know Bayer was hoping towards last weekend it could be sorted out these things are taking a little bit longer but the, the longer there are delays on this sort of thing the more questions are going to be asked and the more the the more impatient fans will find themselves becoming because at the same time it's it's being reflected in a difficult period on the pitch as well um, and, and all these things are happening at once yeah, it's it's hard. It was a rough week, wasn't it? Because um, losing Connor the week before in a press conference down here, we seemed pretty sure that Connor wasn't leaving. Mm. And uh, and let's face it, he's probably in the top three loan signings we've ever made. Um, he gave it his all, and he was unlike a loan player for us. He was like our actual player, the passion he showed. But look, he's gone now, and it's going to be a big ask to replace him because with loans, we had a we had Kyle come down here very late in the summer transfer window. That didn't work out because of his injuries. But then we also have had Leco, who done really well. We've had Josh Cullen in the past. Uh, well, Josh Cullen now, sorry, who's done really well. But then we've had Hemed, who's had injuries. So it's going to be a massive ask to find a player like Gallagher who can come in and make a difference for us. Um, Yes, yeah, it's, it's getting closer to the end of the window now, so we don't want to be too desperate, but we need to replace players like Gallagher. We've also got that other loan, loan place up for grabs, but um, I can understand when um, Charlton fans are getting a bit edgy because we've had some <laughs> bad years with ownership and we've had getting towards the transfer window and we've not got anyone and... Uh, yeah, it's been disappointing transfer windows, so we need some positivity. And the first positive move that can be made is Bowyer signing that contract. We need some stability with that. And um, as Bowyer said before, players want to know he's going to have a secure future here. 
and we all do too. We we mm. we need that stability as fans. I guess Tom, you can understand why fans why some fans have concerns. Like I say, it's not it's not universal by any stretch of the imagination that that everyone's worried. But some you know, some fans are a little bit worried about what's going on because they, everyone wants everything to happen overnight. But at the same time. Um, you know, words need, do need to turn into action at some point, and 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 uh, I'm sure fans have enjoyed everything that ESI have said so far. But they they need to see some proof in that in that pudding being eaten. Yeah, I said when they put out their statement at the takeover, if they run the club half as well as they put out a statement, then we're in for a, for a good time. But it's still very early days, and we don't really know yet what we're dealing with. And I think I said it when the initial offer had been accepted of the the new bid. Obviously, we all wanted Roland out, and I'm not for one minute going to suggest that that would have been a better situation to be in. But with Roland, we knew what we had. What we had was bad, but we knew. And so there was always a bit of fear of the unknown because you just don't know what this new lot are going to bring. So we don't fully know how much they're, they're worth. We don't fully know what their strategy is. And their communication has been pretty good, and they're they're very open and transparent about what they're doing. But... They haven't yet signed anyone uh, apart from the Andre Green signing. And for us as football fans, you know, we're here to see the football team. That's what we want. And it's all well and good saying we've got this five-year plan. That's good to hear. It's good to hear that they've, you know, built a strategy and they've got some long-term thinking. And probably in the long-term future of the club, that is the way that you want your owners to look at it. But they've taken over at a time where we're struggling and we've got a transfer window and they need to be doing some immediate action to just cover our backs even if it is just putting a plaster over a massive hole for now just do it get us to the end of the season because if we're still in the championship next year me and Lewis said it on the train yesterday summer is absolutely massive and a much more important transfer window in the long longer term but we need to do some business now because if we get to the end of January and we haven't signed anyone it only takes a couple of those signing uh, sorry a couple of those injuries to be out for a little bit longer and as we've all said February is such a massive month in terms of games if we don't have a even 80, 85% fully fit squad going into that month, we're going to really struggle because I guarantee the likes of Darity and Davison and Dempsey aren't going to be able to play through all of that February month without breaking down. And if that's the case, we're then going to go into the last couple of months of the season probably in a very, very precarious position. Mm, Barry uh, put on the Charlton Live Forum, uh, is there anything positive to report? I'm desperate for any sort of good Charlton uh, news. Um, someone asked me that in the pub yesterday as well, actually, after the game. I said, oh, well, sort of racked my brains. I said, well, you know, let's see what happens for the re- for the rest of the month, I guess, because at the moment there's 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 nothing really coming in that everyone's going to get really excited about. But then the, the January transfer window is always a fascinating time and that could change very quickly. I mean, Don Crenazda says, uh, do you think we'll make any signings this week? Uh, and do you think Lee's contract will be resolved before we get to February? I mean, we don't know. I mean, at the start of this time last week, you would have answered both, both yes to both those questions. But then when you've all of a sudden gone a week with nothing happening, now you're starting to think... Well, what, what is happening? Uh, Fumbluff's asking us what the largest animal you think you could catch uh, if it was fired at you from a cannon. Fumbluff, I don't think that's really appropriate for this <laughs> evening's show, unfortunately. <laughs> right. I mean, we, uh, we have been uh, canvassing opinions uh, on uh, football, not animals and cannons, but uh, I did ask for, for your views on yesterday's performance as well as the uh, uh, the, the transfer situation by his contract. Anything you want to talk about? I mean, uh, Prattley's Pocket says that yesterday's performance was a carbon copy uh, of the Luton uh, away game. I guess you could say yeah, it was similar. It started well 
went went up a goal and then didn't really look like we're going to get back into it. Sarah says, I'll be looking forward to this evening's show. I'm feeling negative at the moment, but I don't blame Lee Bowyer. He's the best and working miracles. Uh, miracles. Or Steve Gallen, he always comes up with the goods. I don't blame uh, his excellency or Matt Southall either. I imagine they are working very hard behind the scenes. Uh, we just need some luck. 100% Charlton says the marking for the second Preston goal was shocking. It's not the first time that this has happened. Uh, we need to start learning how to defend from corners because it's becoming a bit of a habit. Uh, on to Wednesday, hopefully at least our two players uh, in need uh, to start winning our home games. Groundhopper Aaron says, uh, first 25 minutes, we were fairly comfortable. Uh, they stepped up after the first goal. Second half performance wasn't great. Uh, didn't think we were going to score a second. We need some players in, uh, but need just to get to the summertime uh, and then rebuild. I mean, that's, that's a good point from Aaron there, Tom. I mean, get to... Staying up is the only thing that matters now between now and the rest of the season. Staying up and getting Bayer on a deal. And then whatever you can, you can almost restart in the summer because, you know, we've had a difficult couple of years in terms of getting the personnel in that we wanted. That's the most important thing. We just need to find by hook or by crook. And that if that means getting bodies in before January, the end of January, which clearly it does, we just need to make sure we stay up. And then you've got a fresh platform for which to build upon. 100%. Yeah. And it's not... I'm not going to say it's not a lot of work because obviously any transfer is a lot of work, but I'm not expecting miracles from them this January. It's just about getting a few players in. Um, the business that we did last season, obviously, I know Josh Parker at the end of the, the window wasn't to everyone's taste. Um, I actually thought towards the, the end of his, his time with us, he actually he played quite well. Legend in my in my view, but um, he, he did do some. Good yeah, stuff. T- two or three signings between now and the end of the window. Someone else, probably a fullback someone in midfield and a striker and then you think that will supplement what we've got pretty well and I, and I said it on Thursday show I do think probably with one or two more we have got enough to get us over the line and then uh, as I said uh, to the the last question it's then a, a massive summer summer has mm. to be the key window for for ESI to see what they're all about because we saw at the start of this season up until October November we saw what this side was capable of uh, I don't know if anyone really thought we were going to stay up there um, but we've shown we can mix it with the likes of Leeds and the likes of Fulham and the likes of West Brom even in recent weeks we've shown we can compete against those sort of sides and if we can show that then there's nothing to say that we've a bit more strength in depth we couldn't go on and do that every week and make a real push next season but for now it's just about getting one or two bodies over the line get us through as I say February which is just such a massive month stabilise ourselves in the championship and then look to kick on next year it was interesting I don't know if you've seen a story that Richard Corley put out today Tanun Namir had done an interview over uh, presumably over in in, in the Middle East where where, where he's from and uh, talking about um, <laughs> trying to send over the best doctors from the UAE. Uh, so it's, 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 obviously, he's seen that we have a lot of injury problems and he's going to sign a new doctor uh, to, to try and fix that. that I just found that slight, slight, slightly interesting that obviously, I mean, the, you know, it's like, it's like if, if, if your car's broken, I guess you try and get a mechanic in rather than buy a brand new car. But ho- hopefully, he does realise that we do need somebody's in as well. And I'm sure, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll, he'll, put his hand in his pocket hopefully right Robert Cooper says uh, it's taken every ounce of strength to stay positive uh, with this run of results but I'm not going to uh, go into full-blown panic mode just yet first let's see who returns and who we bring in before the 31st of January and pray for a minimum of 12 points in February then we can reassess uh, in March and that's the thing I mean there's nerves at the moment Lewis of course there is because a lot is up in the air and like I say like Tom said we don't know this new lot yet we know we're very pleased to see them here and and we're hearing some nice stuff uh, coming out in their statements, but we don't know them yet. And it, what happens between now and January? I think I think I think they're going to be judged. I think I think that's really going to set 
set their stall out for the rest of this month now. If they if they can't get decent signings over the line, then I think they're going to struggle to, 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 to come back from this because this is such a crucial month for them. But at the same time, if in, if in two weeks' time we've actually got three or four decent bodies in and we're all going to look back at what we're, the, the nerves that some of us have now, we're going to feel very silly. Yeah, and, and as I say, I think they're obviously trying to be a little bit cautious because they don't want to be sort of taking the mick out of in the market by other clubs. But there are, you know, it is very important that we do get the business done that we need to to stay in the division because ultimately the clubs around us are strengthening and, and we're relying very heavily on youth. And our injury list at the moment is bad. And, you know, we're saying these players are going to come back, but given the amount of times that they've come back and then there's been a setback again, there's no reason to say we're not going to be in this position with injuries all the way through the rest of the season. You know, we've had it with Cullen, Jake Forstakowski, Lyle Taylor. They've all had they've all come back from an injury and then suffered a setback almost immediately. So there's no there's no means to say that we're going to get these players back as quick as that we, as we hope. So we've got to strengthen. And I think, as you say, the ESI are going to be massively judged. If they get it right, it sets the stall out perfectly going forward. If they get it wrong, then I wouldn't be surprised that there would be questions asked by by the supporting base because they they know the positions and nerves. You know, uh, Matt's come out many a time and said that he knows that we need to strengthen. So it's it's down to him and and Steve and and whoever to to get these deals over the line mm. to make sure that we we stay up. Yeah, Cabby's asking if there's any update on Sam Field. I uh, don't have one to hand actually right now. Maybe in the next the next week or so we'll try and find out because obviously I mean, every time you go to interview Bose, you, you could go the, the entire interview could just be on which players are, are due to come back. But he hasn't mentioned him by name. I know he was at the obviously at the the Charlton West Brom game last week. So ho- hopefully he's he, he's quite soon to be in, in and around. He hasn't been recalled or anything, so that does suggest we're expecting still to get some use out of him. Uh, Doogie says there's no need to panic. If Roland was still in charge, Bowie would be gone and Taylor would have gone for a pittance with zero recruitment. ESI are in place and have offered competitive contracts to both, uh, plus made bids on players that have been accepted. So again, competitive. Much better place uh, than we were six weeks ago. I witnessed uh, firsthand the issues at Glickstein, uh, Hul- Hulia uh, and others inflicted uh, on our club. Not wanting to go there again. Slow and steady the way to go have faith in the pros in the process and that is something that i will point out you know a bit a bid has been accepted for example for madison i know bay doesn't want to talk about it as we heard there during his interview but that does suggest that at least there's a little bit of money out there but it's making sure that we can get these deals over the line uh that's going to be uh the important thing london in geezer says uh, we were okay in the first 20 minutes yesterday very poor second half the experienced players like prattley and Lockie were poor uh, only doughty and saw sean uh, for me uh, inquisitive ram Confident that he'll do all he can. That's Steve Gallen in terms of getting bodies in. Uh, but January is always a difficult window. Uh, and so not that confident we'll get significant signings. Maybe a couple more youth loans uh, and maybe six months for an experienced pro, the likes of uh, of uh, Nugent. Uh, Madison clearly isn't chomping at the bit to come. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Ben, we've, we've stuck in an offer for Madison. It sounds like we haven't been able to agree terms. And Richard Corley reported that it's going to be put on ice for a little while and there's another club now talking to him which some have suggested might be Birmingham but I don't know for certain if that's the case um, what have you made of that I mean I've seen a few people saying you know if he hasn't taken our first office then why, why, why should we? he obviously doesn't want to be here but I mean he's, he's, a, he's a footballer and a businessman he needs to make sure he gets the best deal for him and his family so if he waits until the end of the month and then decides that Charlton is the best deal then you, you still imagine he's going to come here and try and put his all in yeah um, I see a, a few fans saying they're not sure he has a correct attitude to be a Charlton player. Um, I'm sure we all know that Boya is a good assessor of these kind of characteristics of a Charlton player. 
And if he hasn't got the correct attitude, then um, I'm sure he won't won't come here. But yeah, I think he's a Northern lad, isn't he? So um, there was uh, people saying they're not sure if he had come down south, like this far down south, uh, to play for us. But yeah, look, I'm happy for that deal to to be sat on uh, ice at the moment until he works out what he's going to do. Um, and let's go for others. Uh, as a few of the emails said there, yeah, we need to replace the loan deals um, and try and get in someone like a Gallagher in again. But um, yeah, if, if he's not ready ready to make his mind up yet, we need to just go after others. Mm, yeah, right. Tom said the second half was very poor uh, with zero bite up front yesterday. In my opinion, we need five players before the end of the window to stay up. It's not fair to ask the youngsters to play every week uh, when they're not a championship quality yet. Mark says we can't keep using young lads as an excuse when our defending is an absolute shambles. Three goals conceded inside 10 minutes after half time in the last three games. Uh, after the first 15-20, uh, we went to pieces. Have to start getting more points and not be a soft touch. Tom uh, also adds, I don't doubt uh, that Gallon will bring players in. My only worry is that with the window closing soon and not signing the likes of Madison and Nangele, uh, we might end up with the dregs that are left, like when we signed uh, Parker last season. I do hope that they prove me wrong, though. Mike's... Uh, uh, is it praising a piece? Uh, there's, there's Benji Nurik has, has written a piece uh, about the transfer window, which I'll retweet as well, which apparently is worth it. I haven't had, had a chance to read it yet, but a lot of people are saying it's a very good read, uh, including Mike Daniel Smith says he's 100% confident that Gallon uh, will be able to bring in bodies uh, this month. Uh, Jimmy Seed on the defensive issues at the moment says it'd be too easy to blame the defence, but it starts higher up the pitch than that. We put in the lowest number of tackles per game, 7.9, according to Jimmy. Uh, and in recent weeks, we seem to be inviting pressure, largely because we struggled to keep the ball we miss players like Cullen and Gallagher yeah Cullen sort of cleaning up in front of that defence in particular Tom it's, it's been a massive miss Josh Cullen he's been the, the biggest miss for me um, we spoke I think it was on Thursday show if not definitely recently about the number of goals we've conceded and obviously Boya came out after yesterday's game and talked about the fact we're conceding two goals in games too many times for me it's down to Cullen in front of that back four, his his work screening. Um, I think if you look at that back four as individuals, uh, Matthews, you know, he's not nothing flashy, but as a defender, he's he's pretty solid. I think Locke has come in and, and been a revelation in terms of his performances. Pierce, we were actually talking a little bit off air, slightly, slightly been found out at this level, but um, certainly not a bad player by any means. Naby, obviously got an occasional mistake in him, but again, a very good defender and has made some some goal-saving tackles. And then on the left-hand side, I think Perrington, again, you know, we've called him the 7 out of 10 player. Just, you know what you're going to get with him. So I don't think that back four are bad. I think Phillips arguably is one of the players who will be in the running for player of the season behind them. Um, so if you look at that and the fact we're conceding, you've got to say, well, what are the other problems? Well, the fact is Josh Cullen's been out for a long time and has struggled. And at the start of the season, when when he was in the side and we were playing games, we were conceding far less. Um so yeah, he's a huge miss. Prattley, we've said plenty of times, can't do it on his own. He's a different sort of player, but that screen that Josh Cullen provides is just so crucial. And I said it before, I think that since him and uh, Johnny Williams both dropped out of the side, we, we haven't looked the same. They're the basically the spine of our team. Um, and we've had them missing for, for too long now. And Johnny's obviously getting back up to speed. But I think until Cullen's in that midfield, we're always going to look a little bit light because... Time after time, we've come into this studio on a Sunday and said the midfield was overrun, the midfield was overrun. And for me, it's down to the, the personnel that are in there. And, and again, I, I don't mean that as any discredit to the likes of Prattley, who's been 
sensational there. He just he needs more help. Mm, right, Lewis Stubbs says he's 100% confident that we'll get the signings uh, that we need. Jonathan says we need a strong number two, an older head like Lenny or Kerbs, uh, someone who's been there and done it. Uh, his suggestion is Neil Warnock. Uh, Ev says, uh, why are so many fans panicking with the inactivity uh, of the transfer window? Have we ever been really active in January? The answer to that is no. Stop all this woe and, uh, and <laughs> uh, let the people who know who really know what they're doing, get on with the job that they are paid for. Robert says our entire defence uh, as a unit simply isn't good enough, added with the non-existent midfield due to the injuries and fatigue. Uh, on top of that, we now have no senior strikers until February uh, at the earliest. Ev again says, I have no doubt that by the end of January we'll have our players back from injury and loans replaced with quality. Uh, we will even have one or two permanent signings. I'm still confident we will not only be safe, but surprise many. Keep getting behind the lads. They're doing wonders. Be proud of them. They're really giving their all. I may have to bring out my Churchillian speech again, and you won't want that. No, I did. I mean, that did reduce me to fits of laughter at one point uh, last season. Sam says, uh, not all the defence... Uh, our horrendous injury list to key midfielders uh, has been a problem at the back and it has had a lot more to do with it. Look at our defensive record before we lost these players. Yeah, there certainly is an argument that we need um, we, we, we need uh, a bit more cover from the midfield at the moment. Uh, Rob CFC says it's, uh, it's actually 12... Uh, what's that? 12 in the last 16 games that we've conceded to. Yeah, because I guess in the... Well, if, if that's the start, I have to double check that. But playing wing backs, uh, defenders are not strong in that position. Play four, four, two more. Uh, obviously, injuries, especially to Field and Cullen. This 16-game run came uh, when Field got injured. The Paul bore retention, uh, constant pressure, and individual errors are to blame for the goals we conceded. Millie says, "I really believe we will get the right bodies in uh, this transfer window. It's all about getting the experienced players and filling uh, the loan slots to ensure uh, safety this season. Uh, then in the summer, we will rebuild safely and secure." I mean. Do we need like a bruiser in midfield, or you know, that's the that's the sort of questions that they're going to be asking. Uh, cheers for that, Millie Graham says he's got every confidence. Uh, we'll get the bodies in. He's worked miracles with the bodies he's bought in uh, on no budget. Uh, so I have full confidence in Steve Gallen that he'll get the right players by the end of January. Uh, added to getting the bodies back from injury, I'm sure we'll be fine. Will says everyone knows that the January window is never easy as clubs inflate prices and players will also try to inflate wages as they know we are desperate for bodies. But but I believe in gallon uh, and we will get the right players in right let's have a listen shall we just to give my voice a bit of a rest uh it's patrick bauer uh our hero isn't he a hero I hate him now I hate him after he did that to us just and obviously a, a, a absolute legend charlton legend after what he did at wembley last season i spoke to him uh after the game yesterday uh because he he did he did the nice thing and he didn't celebrate his goal uh i caught up with him after uh to to talk about the game yeah, I mean, I spent uh, four very good years at Charlton. Um, yeah, obviously I scored the the winner uh, in in Wembley, but um, yeah, I, I I moved on in the summer. Um, but but anyway, still I'm I'm following uh, Charlton uh, games. I still have a lot of friends at Charlton. Um, yeah, and just like over the four years, I I I, I have been like really respectful with, with everyone as well. And um, yeah, obviously I, I scored uh, the the winner today. Um, but but yeah, um, Charlton will always be like a, a part of my life. We spend a very good good uh, time together. So um, yeah, I, I'm just like respectful 
Yeah, and it looked like you chose not to celebrate today as well. Is that because of the, the respect you have for, for your former teammates and your former supporters? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, Charlton also, they, they haven't won like... For, uh, they just won like one game and don't know how many games so um, yeah Charlton is like in a, in a, a difficult uh, situation uh, right now so um, yeah I'm just like respectful and um, I spend a good time so I, I didn't think like it's, I, I have to celebrate the goal Just running through the centre circle. You had Solly on the overlap, but goes Great. to the far side. Lyle Taylor on the edge of the area, up against Bath, the captain, right on the corner of the penalty area. Cuts inside onto his right foot and shoots. Oh, goal! It's it! Oh, goal! Taylor with an unbelievable strike from the edge of the box. Who came through the centre circle? He had Solly on the overlap on his right. Instead, chose to go over to the left. And Lyle Taylor, who drifted into a bit of space, Bath came to close him down. He stepped inside on his right foot and smashed it past Jack Butland's left hand post. There we go. Uh, great to hear from from Patrick Bauer there. Um, well, you get the full quotes. Uh, uh, that was that was just a teaser clip. Uh, the full quotes will come out in the SLP on uh, Tuesday morning. Right, let's get back to your tweets. Martin says again, we've gone to a decent team in Preston with a depleted squad and competed again, uh, but still lost the game uh, by the odd goal. What I'm getting utterly frustrated about is our set piece defending. I'm losing patience with Nabi Sar. The size of the bloke he is, he should be dominating the six yard box and not allowing simple free headers like Patrick Bauer got yesterday uh, we can't keep carrying him and others who are making the same mistakes week in a week out we all know that the championship is a step up but you can't see uh, keep making uh, the same mistakes as you'll get punished every time uh, he also adds i'll stay patient with southall Boya, and gallon and trust they'll strengthen the squad when needed but some of the players need to liven up and fast uh, right uh, Derham says uh, very confident that we'll get the players in these things just take time and we have to get the right bodies in uh, not just bodies to make up the numbers Gavin says hi chaps certainly concerning times but anyone stamping their feet given the new owners stick about the lack of signings would do well to read that article by Benji Nurek uh, it's an excellent article on the situation that Charlton find themselves in in this transfer window yeah like I said I've retweeted it if you want to if you want to have a look at it I think Benji will talk about some of the difficulties you, you tend to have in, in a championship uh, transfer window like this one uh, right party says uh, we need to protect the defence and the defending uh, needs to start from the top uh, we'd love to see a stat on how many second balls we don't win that would reveal a lot in it as a team right Cliff says I'm 100% confident in Steve Gallon. he'll get the right players for this club the man is a miracle uh, worker Jake says at the end of the day I hate losing but I'm definitely not worried yet uh, let's just keep uh, let's just get the window out of the way and if we pick up any points on the way then it's a bonus I'm sure we will start good form and bounce back up the table come on you lads uh, sorry come on you Reds <laughs> great great show lads you got to say, I'll say I've made that mistake there but I said that's very that's a very different situation <laughs> oh. Uh, Groundhopper says uh, the midfield and forward line are too inexperienced not enough pressure the other way are vulnerable to the attack uh, we'd like to see the average stat for a percentage of game in our defensive third bet is high uh, it needs some more of the experienced players higher up the pitch to relieve uh, the pressure definitely the milkman says I think the new owners have their heads screwed on and realise that Charlton may have to go stop laughing uh, have to go down in order to rebuild otherwise they may not have bought the club so the milkman's suggesting that Charlton might have to go back down to League One to rebuild. 
Uh, an interesting uh, view here. Another interesting view coming up. Prattley's pocket view. Uh, I, I said, why do you think we have problems with the amount of goals we're conceding at the moment? Prattley's pocket says it's Dylan Phillips. Lewis, do you think that Dylan Phillips can be to blame for some of the goals? I don't think he had much chance with the two goals yesterday, for example. Not really, because I think the, the reason that we've probably not lost some of these games by bigger margins is because Dylan Phillips has got incredible saves in his in his uh, in his locker, isn't he? Really, the only the, the only criticism I have of Dylan is is his distribution. I think bar from bar that, which is improving, but bar that, he's kept us in so many games and made so many important saves. It'd be really harsh to mm. to criticise Dylan. And, and as Tom said, I think you'd be pretty close uh, for Player of the Year, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah, he's up there for me, certainly. Um, PH says, uh, as it happens, our goal difference is worth a point as well when you look at those around us. Hopefully, we won't need to worry about that, though, uh, come the end of the season. Richard Justin's got some possible names for uh, midfield experience. John Bostock, Glenn Whelan, Liam Birdcutt, uh, Tom Carroll, even seen Tarap linked. Uh, Giles Fraser, Ollie Clark are the League One options. I mean, uh, Richard, maybe get that get that email over to to Steve Gallen and stick him on the list as well. Or any bruises? Yeah, uh, well, I'm sure there's some bruises in there. We need we, we need some we need wall to wall bruises in this team <laughs> sometimes. Um, yeah, su- suggestions. I'm, I'm sure Steve Gallen would have heard of all those. A- any name out there, I'm sure Gallen would know about them. So uh, interesting to see. Right, London in Giza says that Prattley is quality, but better in the big games. It's less effective against the lesser teams for me. Hence, poor yesterday. Uh, he says it's weird that we're choosing Dempsey over Morgan again for me. Yeah, but we don't seem to rate Not Morgan, all, does, does he? he? It's weird, isn't it? I, I, I think that I mean, there's been some conversation where he's talked about. Uh, players not tracking or maybe even Morgan not quite having that defensive side of it so maybe he thinks that Ben Dempsey's more more suited to that when when needs be I mean it's very it's very uh, inexperienced Dempsey himself that's definitely the point that Bowie has made is the fact that Morgan doesn't do the defensive side enough but in in his defence we're conceding goals anyway so it's not like any of the other players are showering themselves in glory mm. and I would argue that the quality Morgan has going forward his ability to pick out a pass I think would serve us well up the other end it's of the pitch. So. It's it sort of, it, it feels like he probably is there doing a fair bit of defensive covering, but I don't think he adds as much going forward, perhaps Ben Dempsey, which, I mean, mm. I, mean if I feel so harsh having yeah, this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. So, it? you know, I'm going to go to, like, if I go to, what's your under 23s, I pick up, like, nah, he's rubbish. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he's, he's trying his best. And, and they are still, they're, they're trying to, get that experience in the championship and I mean no matter who you're playing and don't forget Preston have got the best home record in the championship mm. um, there's no easy game in this division and so it's so hard that the step up is so big you remember it, it would it would stand out so much when it was Piggott for example or Carlin when he was very young and we're asking three or four players to go at the same time so it does feel harsh but at the same time you I mean there's plenty of people who've got uh, opinions all over uh, the, the place um, yeah Garmy's tweeted what he, the latest uh, offer for Lyle Taylor's coming it's just a bag of magic beans hey, we haven't even touched upon the fact that apparently a team's Taylor. come in from some weird <laughs> some weird swap deal but I don't really understand <laughs> I don't even know where to go to that but he clearly said he wouldn't he wouldn't take that uh, the Ram says I'm less gloomy Fulham will be a free hit uh, in February, we play all the teams around us, and even if we don't get many in, Bond, Cullen, Forster, Kasky, Lyle, Taylor, Field, we'll all be back, hopefully. And the mighty Chucks and EK, who causes mayhem as a super sub, if not being the most technical. Could I read something we got? Uh, 
hat trick yesterday. Yeah, I only saw that earlier today. I'm really paying too much attention to that. But hopefully, Chucks is close to coming back. I like Chucks. He just he needs a run of games. Uh, Cliff says just to add to what Lewis mentioned about the games in February, I was I was talking about that today and how important this month is going to be uh, for us. Seven games to play and four of those against sides that are currently below us. That is an absolutely massive uh, month for us. Sebo, it's been all quiet on the transfer front since Andre Green came in, uh, but I think from this week a small few will suddenly come uh, in quick succession. Yeah, hopefully uh, that will be the case. Rob says, let's just do what Charlton supporters do best and be the 12th man. Stick together and never give up. We will be fine. I have to say the support yesterday, actually. We haven't even mentioned that, but again, uh, up until maybe midway through the second half when reality started to set in, uh, they were. They, it was a very vocal away support. So uh, yeah, impressive, impressive stuff from uh, the, the boys and girls who made their way up there. Uh, Andy says, if we get relegated this year, it will be disastrous. All that hard work undone. Uh, ESI take over six months too late, but we still need bodies now and not just one, but three or four. ESI won't like paying more than the going rate, but as it stands, they have no option. Uh, Anthony says, I would really like to think we can, uh, if we can get Chucks and EK 100%, I think he will be the one that will be a great uh, bully defender. It's a bit of a bruiser, and, uh, as we were saying, and get Bone, Taylor and himself uh, uh, goal, and then it's down to our defence. Yeah, hopefully. I, I, I really I really want to see Chucks. And yeah, Anthony does mention he got that hat-trick for the 23s. I really want to see Chucks have a, an impact on this team, and I, I just hope when he's fully fit they'll be able to. Um, yeah, Luke's saying that's what I'm thinking. I just read an article about agents and clubs upping their prices because of the new investors. But do we have a choice? Every club now is surely going to up their price. Uh, well, that could well be the case. They'll look at where our, our new ownership appears to come from and, and assume that we've got a lot of money to, to spend. And uh, hopefully that will turn out to be the case right let's have a look at some of the emails that are coming as well loads of you got involved in this evening show we're really grateful uh to those of you who have done that jordan uh says it's time to drop tom lockyer he's an absolute liability at the back i know we don't have a strong midfield uh, and attack to keep hold of the ball but he really doesn't help us at the moment i'm desperate for cullen to start against front of him. he wants to he wants to step in on that one tom lockyer opinions ben as he stood out for you as one he as one who needs to look i mean you look at the defenders we have, and individually, I quite I like them all for different reasons. But I guess when we're conceding a lot of goals, people are going to start to ask some questions. Yeah, I guess people look into more intricately of different players. But for me, Lockyer doesn't stand out as being a player I'd take out of the team. Um, as and also, I mean, who else are you going to bring in? That's yeah. the thing. You drop him. You got Piercy. They're they're the two the two two players. But you don't really like to play Piercy and Nabisar because they're both <laughs> looted. Uh, left-footed, left-sided centre-half. So it's a tough one. Uh, but yeah, it was. I mean, it, it, more, more than welcome to ask the, the question, Jordan. Everyone's a value to a pin. Not one I personally share, but um, that, that, that's, uh, that's Jordan getting involved here on Charlton Live. Right, John says, uh, do the new owners have a grasp of the current situation? Boyer's contract should have been dealt with weeks ago. Uh, new players could have been bedded in by now with 11 days left to go. We are entering the panic buy situation. Uh, Matt Southall, he talks a good game, but can he deliver? That's from uh, John Lyons. And that will be the question that Matt will have to answer uh, over the course uh, of the of the rest of this month. Uh, Phil says, uh, hi guys, I've welcomed ESI with open arms. I'd love to see Matt Southall and his excellency Tanoon uh, mixing it with both uh, with the fans, both here and abroad. But now I'm getting nervous. We cannot rely on these fragile injuries players to get us out of this mess uh, we are now into the third week of January and we've not spent a penny uh, Boya as of today still hasn't signed his contract it's time to act ESI and that's from uh, Phil right Ken uh, tweets in hi all that lady luck you uh, lady luck you were talking about on Thursday is either color blind or has memory loss first she heads up north smooches up to that great German beauty and then clones herself uh, sashaying up to the grinning a new swan 
uh, that we have loved for six months. I'm getting worried. Another game lost, two weeks left to go in the window, but my faith remains. <laughs> That's from Ken uh, from Betsy Heath. Yeah, Lady Luck really let us down there. One of you did predict that Andre Green was going to score, though, so at least at least we got something there. Was it? Was that you, Andre? No, I said Lady Luck was going to uh, score. Oh, yeah, Nathan said it was going to be an Andre Screamer, wasn't it? And uh, where well, was it? Uh, tap in, really, but there we go. Uh, Bob says, evening, guys. On the subject of getting players in, I fear we find ourselves in a bit of a catch-22 situation. In League One, we didn't have a problem with getting players in. Uh, the police players were hungry and wanted to play at the Valley in front of a decent crowd. Uh, for all of them, it was a step up. Now we find ourselves having to get the quality for the championship and face higher wage demands and unrealistic transfer fees because of our owner. However, I do expect Gallon to work his magic and bring in a couple of decent loan players. The signing of permanent players will happen uh, in the summer when our position is clearer. Richard's piece today uh, on Neymar bringing in medical advice from the United Arab Emirates, I can say that, was interesting. Uh, definitely something not quite right with the recovery process. I think we'll have enough to avoid relegation, but only just. Ray says the uh, it was a battling performance as usual yesterday. A lack of quality due to inexperience within the team. Let's not forget that every week the championship uh, we play is quality championship experience. Some uh, with uh, Premier League players in their squads as well against our academy lads. If at the beginning of the season we've been offered five points above the relegation places at this point, we would have been happy to take it. That's probably a good point, isn't it? It's on like I was thinking that on the train home, yeah. Looking at the table yesterday. Obviously, given where we were come sort of November, early December time, you you're a bit disappointed, but start of the season I think just staying up was our goal. I think it remains our aim. Bowyer said it since day one. Um and yeah, I mean it, look, if we were to get relegated it would be a massive disappointment after everything we did last year, but that's kind of what was expected, right? We were with the lowest wage budget as Bowyer made clear very you know loads of times at the start of the season we've got an injury crisis that Lockyer said he'd never seen the like of in football before on last week um, and we're still not in the relegation zone and I think you know when you look at all of that and put it together if we finish 19th at the end of the season and we're doing our season review I think given everything that's been chucked at this year uh, us sorry I think we'll probably say do you know what that'll do so mm. yeah I think it's a good point and it's difficult to say that when you're in this the run we're in and it's difficult to be kind of level-headed about it because so much is going on with injuries and the takeover and the fact it's the transfer window and the runner form we've been on but all in all you know it could be a lot worse it could be we could be dead and buried already and we're, we're absolutely not look at Luton look where they are in the table and you wouldn't swap places with them would you now Ray says uh, when the players return from injury supplemented uh, with a couple of key signings we will move upwards quickly February's a key month let's lose the negativity and get behind Bayer in the team they've done a fantastic job uh, to get us where we are Oliver Silk says uh, we let in a lot of goals because our defence simply isn't good enough Lockyer is the only player who's worthy of his place <laughs> that's the that's football for you two minutes ago we <laughs> had someone calling for Tom to be dropped but now uh, Oliver's saying he's the only one who's worth keeping uh, desperate need of another set and a half probably a bit of a bruiser I imagine uh, and two full backs right uh, Millie uh, says hard game to take especially after going 1-0 up uh, the fans didn't stop singing all game and to lose 2-1 to Patrick Bowers header it didn't help there are positives to take from the game uh, as the first 30 minutes of the game were class uh, and uh, calm football from us the conceding of that goal from Josh Harrop it looked like the boys lost all confidence again disappointing to lose on a set piece uh, but we move on to Fulham and that's I mean that's pretty much how I saw the game Millie like we, we let's remember that we up until we conceded that goal from Patrick I thought we'd actually defended reasonably okay you know maybe you can question about the the first one whether he should have been closed down but there was a lack of real clear-cut opportunities in the penalty area and if we can 
if you can keep that, you tend to concede fewer goals, but we get caught out by a bit of a weldy and then fall asleep at a set piece, which we do too often, unfortunately. Right, Robert says the goal we scored was after a period of play where we passed the ball around the back before switching it to create space. After scoring, we just started lumping it to Davidson, who didn't stand a chance. It's probably a symptom of our injured midfield, but it never felt like we were going to score. Let's get a couple of players in and get out the habit of losing by one goal. Love the show. That's from uh, Robin Nottingham. Yeah, that it's a bizarre habit. I think so. I think off the top of my head now, I think we've lost 13 games and 11 have been by by one goal. Whatever it is, whatever amount of games we've lost, uh, only two of them have been by two goals. The rest have been by one goal. And it just shows that we are still in games and we are close to being where we need to be. I mean, if you look at the, the women's team record, which we're going to come on to at the very end of the show, I mean, they've drawn almost all of their games at the bottom of the table. But it shows that you have close you can be to to just finding those results that you'll need to, to stay out. Right, Neil Garnham says, Hi guys, uh, he's done it before, Steve Gallen. He'll do it again. The guy has a keen eye and will get the players uh, that Lee Bayer needs. Alan says, A comparison between yesterday's team... <clears throat> And the one we fielded in the corresponding weekend last season when we played Accrington Stanley. So show how low half our fortunes have sunk. The team last season was Phillips, Solly, Bauer, Saar, Purrington, Billick, Prattley, Cullen, Williams, Taylor and Grant with uh, Maxwell, Fossey, Reeves, Dixdale and Lapsley and Marshall and Ockran on the bench. Wouldn't we, uh, wouldn't we love to be able to put out that League One side now in the championship, yeah. Look, I mean, how many it's that midfield? How many eighteen-year-olds are you putting out in that team? That's a, that's what you got to say, right, David uh, Todman? Uh, are we in a chicken and egg situation uh, now with the signings? Lee Bayer hasn't signed, and therefore the players won't sign until they see the stability. What's the delay? Surely it can't go on much much longer. Matt Southall has said all the right things, and he has my support. But he has to get three to four starting eleven players in, or we are risking relegation and hoping there are three worse teams. We realise it's difficult, and the team and players are asking for more money the reality of the window is as it is Gallen and Southall must know what need to be done both uh, now uh, in the football uh, and negotiations here's hoping by next Sunday things are better and we see some execution and delivery uh, from ESI yeah that's what we all want to see this week ideally before the Fulham game as, as Lee Bayer said right Tom says love the show uh, cheers Tom gutsy performance yesterday uh, but again only came up short by the slightest of margins in the end don't get me wrong it's hard uh, watching the Fred Bear squad attempted to compete uh, at this level but as a fan every week apart from maybe Wigan and Borough I'm leaving the stadium proud of my team I can't help but think if you told me this time last year uh, when we scraped to win against Accrington uh, we're still in League One and we're just about to lose Grant to the Premier League that in a year's time would be five points above the relegation zone in the championship have new owners Roland gone and new ownership at the club I would have bitten your hand off this is three or four challenging months building up to a great future on another note looking forward to watching the Youth Cup game at Blackburn tomorrow Hopefully there will be some players available for that game because they're not all in our first team currently. They're going to have to put out the uh, under-12s in that game because <laughs> the majority of them are just playing uh, first-team football. Right, um, before we get ready to preview the Fulham game in a few moments' time, let's just catch up with the women's team. Then me and Benji uh, went down there along with Nathan uh, today to the Oakwood to watch the girls take on uh, Blackburn Rover side. It's a, it's a massive game. Um, the women have drawn almost all, I think like two or three games they've lost, including today, unfortunately, against Blackburn. They've drawn all the rest of their games. They haven't won yet. Uh, they're bottom of the table. They're playing the team of above them uh, Blackburn Rovers today needed a result went 1-0 up an absolutely glorious strike from Charlie Escort quite early on inside the, the, the first 8 minutes but they conceded twice in the final 20 minutes went on to lose a massive blow there for Ratis Mishra uh, and his side uh, I caught up with Charlie who scored the, uh, the, the the opening goal for the Addicts in the first half to ask her uh, how she felt after the game and also to have a little preview of next, uh, next Sunday's home game a massive game in the FA Cup uh, against one of the biggest teams in women's football Chelsea 
Very frustrating. We was the better team by a mile in the first half and we probably didn't punish them enough for that. The second half just ended up in a fight, which is how they wanted the game to be. And they scored two good goals, didn't create a lot else. And we'll have to look back at the chances we missed and how we stopped the game turning into a fight. It looked like at the end, obviously, you sort of pushing for a win and there's always going to be chances at either end when, it, when it's so open and that's how they got their winning goal. Yeah, they scrapped and fought and so did we and sometimes the luck just doesn't go your way and that seems to be the story of our season so far. And obviously with Blackburn just a, a place above Charlton before this afternoon, I mean that could be seen as a bit of a blow but I guess it's how now that you react to that to make sure that you can stay in the division I guess. Yeah, obviously it's tough and we need to be winning these games but all we can do is go and try and learn from them and we're a good team, we just need to start showing it with results. Yeah, we saw in that first half, like I say, Charlton were, were pretty dominant. Um, you have to try and take some positivity from that into the rest of the season. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, There's loads of positives from that game. We just need to tighten up and correct the thing, small things we're doing wrong and we should start getting results. It's be difficult to be too pleased with it now after the way that the game's ended, but you, you scored a wonderful goal in, in the first half. You must have been quite happy with that. Yeah, no, obviously it's always nice to score, but... I'd much rather have the three points. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what did Ratish say after, afterwards there to you, to you girls? Just the same stuff. We dominated first half and we need to look at what changed in the second half and why they're the ones that have come out on top now. We just have to go and review it and go again. Of course, looking forward, I mean, you're in a difficult position in the table. Are you still confident that you can, you can turn this around in the rest of the season? Yeah, no, definitely. I think the group we've got here, we're more than good enough to turn it around. We just have to keep working hard and go from there. Obviously looking ahead to, to next week now, <coughs> a week off from, from the league and playing one of the, the, the big powerhouses uh, in women's football in the form of Chelsea. I mean, that's going to be one hell of an experience. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tough game, but we've just got to use it to play with no fear and try some stuff for our next league game, which is what we're obviously the most focused on and do you look forward to sort of playing against the, the, the probably up there with the best players in, in women's football a chance to sort of challenge yourselves and see what you can learn from them as well yeah no definitely it's always nice to test yourself against some of the best in the world and hopefully it'll give some of us a bit of freedom under no pressure to go and show what we can do and obviously there's, there's going to be a big drive to get as many Charlton fans here as possible because I'm sure Chelsea will, will turn out in numbers so it'll be nice to see uh, as many Addicts fans down here at the Oakwood yeah no definitely it'd be great to get a load of support down here to see hopefully a competitive game. There we go, Charlie Escort there who uh, opened the score. I mean, you have to uh, try and find a, a video of this goal when, when the women's team Twitter puts it out. It was a brilliant strike lobbing the, the goalkeeper. Like I say, un, un, unlucky. Perhaps they didn't take some chances in the first half, made to pay for it in the second half, and they, um, they've got a mountain to climb now to stay up. I still think they can do it. They've got some, some games in hand, uh, and the performance in that in that first half suggests they can. Uh, but I'm sure Ratish should be pulling his hair out the fact that they've gone on to, to, to lose a game that was, that was quite tight, uh, quite... Uh, later on they're playing Chelsea in the FA Cup you need to pre-order your tickets for that game next Sunday at the Oakwood uh, because basically Chelsea are going to bring loads of fans so there's a possibility it'll sell out with all Chelsea fans and there'll be like two or three Charlton fans turning up going oh uh, so so make sure you go online and pre-book your tickets for that one it's, it'd be a very interesting game right Fulham coming up to the Valley on Wednesday a couple of minutes to look ahead to that um, Resurgent I think they've won four of their last six I was looking up a very good team we gave them a great game Tom didn't we uh, at their place 
that was when we still had all our players, unfortunately, including Conor Gallagher, who scored against them. I mean, this is going to be a real test. We can't write off because we need to pick up every point that, that we can. And we got a draw against West Brom last time out here at the Valley. We can take a point off Fulham. They're rubbish. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's going to be a, a tough game. Um, <laughs> look, we know we know what Fulham are about. They're going to play the ball on the floor. They're going to come at us. They're not going to sit back. Um but as you just said then, we more than matched them up at their place. I know the side's a lot more depleted now, but, you know, under the lights at the Valley, sometimes we can do special things, can't we, on a, a weekday night game here. Um, so, <laughs> that wink has just thrown me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, look, let's not ride it off. Let's not ride yeah, it off. Yeah, I call Fulham rubbish there, only on the outside chance that Richard Corley is listening because he's a Fulham <laughs> fan. Uh, he was joshing me on the phone yesterday. They were going to come and batter us. But there we go. Right, we've run out of time on this evening's uh, Charlton Live. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. It's absolutely flown by because we've had loads of people getting involved. Lots of stuff to talk about at the moment, as, as, as there always will be during the, the, the January transfer window. I'm, I'm really hoping for a positive week. Um, let, let's hope this time on. Like, we'll, we'll be on on Thursday to look back at the Fulham game. Obviously, there's no game to preview next Saturday. But hopefully, we'll be feeling a lot more positive by then. Maybe we won't. Who knows? We'll find out as the as the week progresses. Right. Thank you to Tom, to Lewis, and to Benji who've Cheers, uh, come Cheers, in mate. this evening. Yeah, Good right, to see you. Uh, I've been Louis Mendes. Hope you've enjoyed the show. So we won't be back here next Sunday unless something incredible happens uh, because there's no game. Uh, but we will come in on Thursday to look back at the Fulham the Fulham game. So we look forward to, to seeing you then. Let's hope that we can get some signings the manager sorted out and a win this week. I'm not asking for too much, am I? Let's see. Sounds good to me. Let's see how it goes. Well, we'll see you back here on Thursday evening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 